This is a Radio 191 FM podcast. A recent report has found that cities in Aotearoa's south have some of the worst air pollution in the country, creating a lifestyle danger for their inhabitants. Southland's Invercargill was found to have the highest death rate resulting from vehicle exhausts Excuse me, sorry, I've lost my place. Resulting from vehicle exhausts and domestic fires, coming in above major cities such as Tamaki, Makoto, Auckland and Ototahi, Christchurch. Utiputi Dunedin came in under scrutiny in the report, with the second highest number of deaths attributable to vehicle exhausts in the country. Annually, 3,300 people die from air pollution-related causes across the country, with two-thirds of these attributable to vehicle exhausts. I'm joined on the phone now by Mayor of Dunedin, Aaron Hawkins, to talk about reducing vehicle emissions in Otiputi. Morena, Aaron, it's great to have you on. Kia ora, good morning. Um, so, Mr Mayor, what is your response to the findings that show Dunedin has some of the worst air pollution in the country? It's certainly disappointing and, and focuses the mind on what we need to do better in order to look after the health and well-being of, of citizens here in Otiputi, Dunedin, and while air quality is beyond our remit as a, as a city council. Uh, we certainly need to be mindful of, uh, of the impact our decisions have on, on air quality, particularly uh, with regard to uh, how we design and, and invest in our transport network. Um, so what are some steps then that the council is taking at, uh, to reduce dependency on cars? We've got a significant body of work over the next 10 years that looks at making alternative modes of transport uh, safer and more accessible uh, and, and, and more affordable for people to, to get into the city and get around the city. Uh, things like the Urban Cycleways Program and we're seeing the design of the, the Albany Street uh, connection going on uh, at the moment. Uh, the, the work around uh, implementing uh, central city bike hubs uh, in the city, accelerating the work on the, uh, on the tunnels trail that would connect the city to the Taieri the peninsula connection uh, that that stretches out to uh, to Portobello or or will or will shortly. Uh, we're looking at how we can prioritise uh, bus trips through the city, particularly at, at, at busy times, um, to make it a more efficient option for people. Park and ride uh, options uh, at Burnside and Molesquiel, uh, uh, a collective uh, package of things uh, that will uh, make it easier for people to take fewer trips. Uh, by uh, by car. It's not about trying to get everyone to change their habits for every trip that they make, uh, but certainly about making the, the alternatives um, more appealing and more efficient uh, and, and more accessible for people um, uh, more often than they than they currently are. So you know, that has been largely driven, um, terrible pun, apologies, by, <laughs> uh, by our focus on the zero carbon transition, and it's certainly... Uh, built around a, a climate action focus, uh, but one of the uh, one of the um, the benefits of that, the flow-on benefits of that, is uh, would be uh, improved uh, air quality outcomes. And so, with local body elections coming up, what are some pol- priorities you think for the council in the next term? What are some steps you'd like to see them take to reduce dependency on cars? Well, we've made decisions through this term of council and in particular through our 10-year plan uh, that is investing in a 21st century transport network uh, for for the first time. Uh, I think you can make a case that uh, we could do more and, and we could do and we could do that faster uh, but certainly um, 
if we are to build on the, the momentum that we have made uh, in, the, in the past few years, it's important that the incoming council uh, committed to the same goals uh, and, and to implementing the, the decisions that, that council has, has made around our transport network. And so moving beyond Dunedin, what are some steps you'd like to see at a national level to help with air pollution in Otipoti and beyond? One of the challenges we have in transport is that uh, our transport investments are roughly funded about half and half between us as a local authority and uh, Waka Kotahi as the Crown Agency. And, and so in order to get support for our transport projects, and they need the approval not just of council uh, as a body, but also of uh, of Waka Kotahi uh, as an investor. And one of the things that they explicitly don't consider uh, when they're weighing up the, the various um, merits of proposals is what we call the, the wider economic benefits. And, the, and so those are things like uh, physical health and well-being outcomes. So, uh, and, and what's worse, they're often... Um, calculated and then actively discounted. Uh, so I think we need a we need a transport funder in Wakotahi to take a far more broad view of uh, of the benefits of um, of mode shift in particular and 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 how we deal with our um, how we deal with transport planning. And finally, as the body responsible for air quality, what are some steps you believe the regional council needs to take to reduce air pollution in Otipoti and Otago? Well, at the moment, anything would be better than what's currently happening. So the Regional Council uh, made a decision to review its uh, its air quality uh, plan, but rather than continue doing the work that it was doing, uh, in the meantime, it suspended all work uh, over a four-year period uh, to improve air quality outcomes in the region. And we submitted very strongly against that. Uh, they're now only doing monitoring. There's no funded work by the Regional Council to improve uh, air quality outcomes and reports like the one which uh, we've seen last week only highlight further uh, the the detrimental uh, implications of, of that decision. So uh, certainly, uh, uh, certainly we would urge them to accelerate the, the planning and implementation uh, of whatever comes next, because uh, literally sitting here idling is, is um, having a really reasonably serious uh, impact on the health and well-being of citizens, not just in Dunedin, but across the wider Otago region. And sorry to keep you for much longer, but just building upon that, do you know what the Regional Council's reasons were for putting that on hold for four years? Uh, largely a, a wider political debate about how much money they were prepared to raise through rates revenue. Um, there's been a significant increase in the amount of uh, activity going on at the Regional Council, and that is to be applauded. Uh, but one of the, the casualties of, of some of that work seems to be this being deprioritised uh, in the interim. Um, that's that's as, as far as we've been able to ascertain as to why uh, they've, they've chosen to suspend their work programme. Thanks for listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. There are heaps more at r1.co.nz.